Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau, and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work Life Wine Time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the Work Wife Wine Time podcast, the podcast for women in business who are looking for connection and the support of other women who are sharing the same journey. So it's Dora here today and I'm so very excited to connect you with our guest speaker and Work Wife Wine herself, Karen Tan. Welcome, Karen. Hi, Dora. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you going? Yeah, we're going pretty well at the moment. Yeah. It's great. Glad it's so, on here. Yes, I'm so happy to have you on. Um, one of those topics that's um, that I love, but I won't give any away anything away too soon. So let's jump in. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, how you came to doing what you're doing today. Okay, no worries. So um, I'm the founder of OGG, and we're a purpose and impact driven brand that's making a you know wanting to make a huge difference with. Um, people and the planet um, in oral care through oral care essentials so we make natural sustainable um, tooth powders and mouthwashes that are free from any nasties like your toxins and chemicals and sugars and it's also great for the environment because it's all in refillable um, packaging yeah so we're in a yeah we're in a huge mission we've got a mission we've set some high goals of um uh, you know, diverting 1 million toothpaste tubes from landfill by 2025. So we're just working slowly towards our goals. That's amazing. How did you get into in, into what you do today? Um, so I have been on a health journey for about eight, nine years now. Um, I used to be an architect for about 17 years. And towards the end of, um, before I left architecture, I felt, quite sick actually from an unhealthy built environment and ironically I was studying building biology at a time which is all about the built environment and how that affects your health and um, in the process of whilst I was being sick and trying to do my building biology assignments my building biology lecturer sort of went uh, have you looked at the environment could that be what's making you sick and we was I was studying air quality and mold at that time so that kind of let me let me down a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, really, you know, learning a lot more since I was experiencing at the same time, um, and I had to obviously fix my environment to get better for myself. So whilst I was sick, you know, I started experiencing stuff like um, fatigue and brain fog, and I was always getting colds and um, you know viruses from the kids, and that I couldn't shake. That in the past, like you know, a day of ginger tea would sort sort it out. So um over about six months I went through my whole house and took out all the toxins and chemicals that I could see and um was that we were using and that really helped a lot so it's kind of through that journey that I became a wellness coach and then from seeing a lot of you know working with a lot of clients and seeing what their issues was um were um realized you know the everyday products that we use in our house that a lot of us take for granted there's still a lot out there that um, I guess, you know, through brands that we trust and and we know that um, we think are supporting us in terms of our health, but aren't. So, um, and oral care products like toothpaste and all our, 
a one thing that I kind of found was flying under the radar a bit in terms of um, there weren't many good solutions out there that didn't have the chemicals and toxins in it. And um, then I also realized there was sugar in toothpaste and there was not many, there weren't many options um, of toothpaste out there that didn't have any type of sugars and sweeteners. So I decided to make my own. Yeah, and it just feels so counterintuitive to have sugar. And we tell our kids, don't eat sugar, it's bad for your teeth, or brush your teeth, but then there's sugar in it. So to me, it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, we, 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 we micromanage, you know, how much sugar the kids have. No, you've had too many icy poles, you can't have any more icy poles. But then, you know, later that night, they're brushing their teeth with like a toothpaste that's, you know, marketed or, you know, targeted to kids that have fruity flavors or bubblegum flavors and have got, um, if it's not a sugar, of a, a type of sugar, it's a sweetener. And sweeteners are like 300 times sweeter than sugar. So we're, in, we're basically getting a sugar hit first thing in the morning and a sugar hit last thing at night before we go to bed. So I wonder, you know, my question to myself was, oh my God, what's that doing to my mood? And what's that doing to my, you know, my brain in terms of like all these other things I was doing for my health? And then I was getting a sugar hit when not, you know, not voluntarily getting a sugar hit or choosing to have a sugar hit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're right. I didn't, I didn't think about, you know, it, it's still, your body still absorbs it. I didn't, I didn't, hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause our mouth is like, um, you know, whilst our skin is the biggest organ and there's also a lot of products that, you know, we use that on our skin that is very easily absorbed our mouth is very permeable. So we might not be swallowing the toothpaste, but as long as it's in our mouth for that one or two minutes that we're meant to be brushing our teeth with, it's getting some minute amount is getting um, absorbed. So if you think about, you know, the fact that we are meant to brush our teeth twice a day for X amount of days of our lives, that's the amount of microdosing that's happening on a daily basis. It's a bit scary. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's mind-blowing. Um, so can you talk us through what clean or low-toxin living is? Um, yeah, sure. So um, so I, I guess I would put it in the sense that it's all about, you know, the fact that there's so many chemicals in the world and toxins in the world right now. I think there's about at least a million on the register. And, you know, li- living a clean life is all about moving towards removing the toxins and chemicals that are potentially in your products, actually not potentially, that are in your products, and sort of having an approach towards moving towards a cleaner version of um, alternatives. So really reducing your personal toxic loads, that's ideally what a, a, a clean living is all about. So it's not just, you know, clean and toxins are everywhere. They're not just in products that we use. They're not just in... Um, you know, we see there's a lot of conversations around food and pesticide used to grow food too. So, but it's also, you know, toxins from a mental and emotional point of view, and they're all sort of semi-related. So it's it's generally about living a much more cleaner life all around. Yeah. But a starting point would be really um, looking at some of the things that we use. Talk us through how how do toxins affect our physical and mental health and does it affect in other ways as well? I guess I was giving an example just now that there's about a million um, chemicals and toxins on the register 
Um, and what happens is all these chemicals, they are in pretty much everything that we use and they're not tested. There's no rules that they need to be tested. But I guess the bigger problem is that even if you were to test all these million chemicals and how that affects you know, humans, you can't test um, a matrix of them together. So like, because there's never just one chemical in the product. There's a combination of uh, uh, chemicals in a product. And then what happens is these chemicals get used and then they get exposed into the environment. So say when someone sprays a deodorant, um, an antiperspirant in the air, you know, two people could be in the bathroom getting ready for work in the morning, one spraying their perfume, hubby spraying his um, links or deodorant. So there's a mix of all these different products and chemicals in these products, not just on your body, but then also in the air and then people inhale it. So this is where it just becomes really um you know, it gets impactful in our health and our bodies um, and our minds because these chemicals are have nasties in them like parabens and phthalates and volatile organic compounds and all these things are endocrine disruptors. Um, you know, they are pesticides that then go into our body and kill, you know, when we inhale and ingest it, they, they wipe out our good bacteria and our good microbiome that we try so hard to sort of you know build up through you know eating fermented food and broths and all this stuff so um to give you an example um all the chemicals and toxins in perfumes the phthalates they are very little sticky molecules and what how we smell so when you spray something into the air these phthalates and molecules um are in the air and then when you inhale them they 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 stick to the cell the, the cells of your inside of your nose and so that's how you can smell because then you smell that smell the air freshness smell of you know sea breeze or something instead of the natural smell and you'll know we see examples of this all the time because um these fragrances are on uh, our fabric softeners that you use in your washing um and your clothes smell a certain way uh, and then when you your friend and you give your friend a hug and she's using i don't know omo uh, fabric softener you can smell on your hands the smell of her her fabric softener that you've just hugged you know her clothes that you've hugged her with or you walk um you're walking behind someone that's got i don't know chanel number five so all those things are really sticky and when they and they're really sticky. They stick around for a long time. But what happens is when they stick to the inside of your nose, they are actually blocking your nose, your smell receptors um, to smell what's actually there. So that, and that's the whole thing about the fact that it's a, in a, in a synthetic fake fragrance. So um, how this is bad for us is it it starts to, I guess, throw off your natural body's uh, processes and systems, you know, it disrupts the hormones that are meant to be doing what they're meant to be doing. It confuses the messages in the brain, confuses what the body's meant to do. And then it throws your body off and it, you know, your body starts to react differently and, you know, it might think it's um, under threat or something. So then it releases things that it's not meant to release. So that's where, you know, you start to get autoimmune conditions, you start to get allergies, you start to get skin reactions and those sort of things. Yeah, wow. So it's like a stressor that puts extra stresses on your body. Yeah, yeah. And we're consciously doing it. So I guess, you know, it, it is putting things into our body that we're not meant to be putting on. Um, 
but I guess it's a lot of a lot of these products have come around from a convenience point of view and you know um the basic basis of making a say a moisturizer to moisturize our skin could just be some sort of an oil but we want that oil to be able to stay on the shelf for x amount of period of time so then there are preservatives in it and then we want that oil to smell good so then we put some fragrance in it uh, but you know you can't just go and you know pluck a flower and try and get the essence out so then we and you need to make it on mass on mass so then you 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 know laboratory they make a a synthetic version of that smell so this is where all these things start to happen um for the cream or the fragrance or the that we want to use on ourselves so yeah wow that's um yeah it definitely puts perspective on on what we're using on on our bodies and in our homes and yeah in our environments um yes yeah yeah why, why should people consider this way of living? Like, what are some of the benefits? Well, I think the first benefit is that, you know, we, well, we live in a very fast-paced sort of dense world with a lot of things going around around us. I mean, if we talk about, like, even, like, the whole Marie Kondo sort of, you know, trend or movement of less is more, like, that's probably a starting point. But besides that, just the fact that these chemicals and toxins are probably affecting you to a certain level, whether you know it or not. So we, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners, everyone has a friend, a friend that perhaps always gets uncomfortable or complains that they get a headache when they walk through the perfume aisle at Myers or David Jones. Um, or guilty as like, charged. Guilty as charged. <laughs> there you go. So, so am I. So, so that's, that's, that's a really, good example of what I call in our body we all have a little radio clock with a volume and everyone's got a volume and a sound it's just that those friends of yours that complain about headaches in their perfume mouth they've got a really high volume and sound in their body and which is you know which is so loud that it's giving them alarm bells like headaches and all which is telling them go away from there um, and for others um, it's a really low volume that their body is still reacting, but they just don't realize it's happening. So, um, so I guess the story here is the fact that it is affecting all of us. And um, if we can remove all of that from our environment, I think what we'll see is um, clearer heads, you know, sort of more focus and just feeling better in our bodies. Um, everyone's got like a little sniffle or an you know itchy uh, eczema or you know soreness or headaches and stuff and you'll find that most a lot of these things are related to the fact that over the last 20, 50 years, the you know exposure to chemicals and toxins have grown. Yep. So definitely when I made the move to uh, remove chemicals and toxins from my environment in my house, my my all my a lot of my health symptoms improved. So um and I'll give you a really classic example story. So I got rid of everything that I personally used in terms of fragrances and you know all perfumes and creams and that sort of stuff in the house. But um, you know, I have I'm not dobbing my husband in, but <laughs> hubby still hubby still had his one little antiperspirant spray, and he was only allowed to use it in the bathroom with the exhaust fan on. But, you know, there was one night when I was lying in bed, about to go to bed, and he was just about coming out of the shower with 
and having done all of what he was doing with his antidepressant with the door closed and then he opens the door comes out goes and does his thing and I was like why do I have a headache so it's you know like it was because I had gotten rid of everything I wasn't getting headaches anymore I wasn't getting you know all my health issues around fogginess but it was just that one thing I noticed over a few nights that I was getting a tiny headache at night just after he got out of the shower and it was because you know this the the the, the mist of the deodorant was still in the air and it was drifting out and I was smelling it so um it can become very obvious um how your body feels and what changes if you just do a few things in terms of removing some of these things yeah and at the end of the day, that's just going to, you know, give you more focus, give you more energy back. And that's just going to help you feel happier and better. And that will, you know, that affects us in work and life. Not, yeah. Yeah, the benefits sound great. Um, so if people were considering, you know, moving to this way of living, it could feel daunting to some people. So you got some tips on where people can how they can start and what they can start with um yes so it is it is very daunting and I definitely felt it was quite an overwhelming thing for myself when I was when I was going through my own journey um I I I'd say just start small start slowly don't feel like you think you've got to like you know run through your whole house like a um, hurricane and sort of throw everything out um, you know that's also not a principle we want to sort of encourage you just you know use up what you have and when it's time to replace something that's probably the best opportunity to then go okay what can I replace it with that is a much better option than what I've got there is heaps of education out there right now um, there, there's a there's an app called uh, I'm just gonna get it EWG which is the environment work environmental working group in um in the states has got an amazing website of resources um and they've also got a list of products that you can uh, find that are all being you know um checked and verified for being safe without any chemicals and toxins in it um, and there's a few apps like chemical maze and think dirty um, that you can just get um on the uh, app store that are great so you can actually scan barcodes in at the grocery shop and it will tell you what sort of chemicals are in that and what those chemicals do uh, in terms of in, impact to your health so start there and if I had to um, I think one of the biggest uh, impacts from in products are fragrances so um, you know that's probably a great starting point you know stuff that's in your deodorant stuff that's in your like, you know, those candles that we use, like, you know, is it using a synthetic fragrance or is it using just essential oils, for example? So fragrance, the word fragrance, perfume, perfume, that is just a cover for probably about a thousand chemicals in that word. So, and then they don't legally need to, um, you know, list out every chemical that they've used to make that fragrance one because it won't fit on the label and secondly it's their secret recipe so um that's probably a great starting point starting there so you know your personal products um do that and i guess you know if you look at oral care and if it makes sense to you like from what we were talking earlier about not having sugar in your toothpaste you know tooth the, the ogg's tooth powder is a really good option to start with but um even starting with just um your personal care products 
or starting with your cleaning products, um, all our Windex and cleaning sprays, there's a lot of stuff in there too. And that's probably, you know, something that we do weekly or daily in our houses that um, can create a big impact, positive or negative on our health and our mental and emotional health. Yeah, wow. We don't, I don't know, when when I first um, started to look at, you know, what I was using in my house, I didn't realise how many chemicals we have in the house. You know what what is in and not that i fully understand everything now i'm still you know learning and i've still got you know chemicals in the house but um yeah, it's interesting to start looking and you know and, and i think it's not about beating yourself about oh, i've still got you know i still use a chemical this it's about yep yeah, it's run out what am i going to use next or you know just yeah. minimizing you know it's a journey right you can't just flick a switch and just have no chemicals in your environment and you're also coming in contact with stuff that's out of your control like you said you know you know you could be walking down the street you know and smell something or in an elevator yeah. um yeah so i think it's just about being kind and just making those small changes and tweaks to your to what you have control over yes exactly so yeah just start small um and whilst you're you know starting small education's a huge component there's heaps of information online there you know, many people that sort of uh, advocate for uh, low-tox lifestyles too and cleaner living and um, um, this, uh, just looking at those apps really help as a starting point from an education point of view. You'll start to notice the same, you know, sodium lower sulfate in your shampoos or, you know, your phthalates and parabens and preservatives and anything that's got a colour number, E, you know, Cs and stuff, they're all stuff that isn't good for us so yeah you're right you know like as women I think you know there's a stats that says that we put about by the time we step out the door in the morning we've put about 168 chemicals on our body and wow. yes an average of on, the, on 168 so that could come from a face so if you say if you have a shower in the morning your body wash your shampoo your conditioner all those things have chemicals in it and you know SLS and um and then you've got your moisturizers your makeup your makeup also has sugar in it if you don't know um wow yeah there's the sugar and makeup in your eyeshadows and the oil they also use makeup and then there could be your perfume um that's just getting out of the bathroom I mean, yeah I mean I've got a really simple routine but you know I'm sure others have more things that they might put on so yeah or, hairsprays hair gels all that stuff so it's pretty scary if you think about how much chemicals we're loading ourselves with on a daily basis and that sort of fog that we put ourselves under like if we didn't have that fog how much better could we perform you know at what we do wow yeah absolutely there's definitely some definitely educational um can you tell our listeners where they can find you online um, so we're at ogg.co, O-H-G-I-G-I.co. Um, yeah, come check us out, you know, or we're also on Instagram and Facebook as the same tag, line, tag ogg.co. Um, and, yeah, we're slowly starting to push out a bit more education and, you know, help our community sort of understand why, why chemicals and toxins aren't so good for us in our everyday products. Yeah, that's great. Um, 
Could you leave our listeners with a final thought or key takeaway from today's discussion? So just be kind to yourself, um, but be open to also maybe, you know, exploring um, what could be in your house or your office or in just your space that, could, you know, just the one thing that you could maybe start with that um, you could change. So, and keep it simple. Yeah. I like it. Keep it simple. Okay, brilliant. And that's a wrap for today. And as always, kick-ass women and fellow work wives, remember you're not alone because collaboration is power. And most importantly, we all get it. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.